0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, it'll be a two-parter. It'll be my mid-March recap, so I'll be giving you my Players of the Week for the past two weeks, as well as we'll talk about the John Moran situation, also injury updates, a lot of them, so we'll talk about that, some player signings. And some milestones that were reached as well. So we'll talk about all of that on this side. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay guys, so we are back with another episode of the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. Um, A lot has gone on in these past couple of weeks since I kind of took a little hiatus there. So what we'll do is we'll do a mid-March recap. So it's a couple of weeks so that we're in the books, but a lot is going on. So let's get into it, shall we? So, All right, so we are going to start usually how we start normally with the players of the week but we actually have two weeks worth of players and these four players have something in common they're playing for prominent teams right now that are zeroing in on the playoffs that are looks very much playoff bound very much among the top six in their respective division uh conferences rather So, let's talk about these guys. In week 20, the players of the week was... Devin Booker for the Phoenix Suns. And then Julius Randle for the New York Knicks. So, my Knicks uh, got a person up there. So, Uh, Devin Booker. He went 3-0. And coincidentally, uh, during that 3-0... They had the services of Kevin Durant. I'll talk about that a little fir- further later. But Devin Booker was able to capitalize on having a guy like Kevin Durant next to him. So so they went 3-0. They beat Charlotte. They, beat, they went on the road to beat Chicago in a tough game against Dallas. They were able to win as well. So. Uh, he went for the week, 36 points, 7.7 assists, 5.3 rebounds. He shot it from the field. Now, this is a guy with long-range capability here. 56% from the field. Wow. 50% from three. Whew, man. And then 77.8% from the free throw line. So, Devin Booker with... Uh, such a offensive weapon as Kevin Durant next to him. He's able to get his with ease pretty much. So Devin Booker receives player of the week for the Western Conference. And then you have Julius Randle. The embattled <laughs> Julius Randle. I say embattled because you got a wing of the fan base who still doesn't believe in the man. But... He's an all-star two times as a Knick, and he has put in the work. He has improved in his attitude. He's improved in his game pretty much. Uh, still dribbles a little bit too much, especially when a guy like Jalen Brunson is around, but he's still getting it done, guys. So, so for the week, the, uh, Randall and the Knicks went 4-0. They beat Boston twice at home and then a double overtime game on the road. They beat Brooklyn and they beat Miami as well. So so in those games, Randall goes 29.5 points, 8.3 rebounds, and nearly 5 assists. He shoots it from the field 52.5%, which you would like to see from him. 46.5 percent from three now he's launching more threes now um, part and parcel because he's allowed to do so number one and number two uh he has a foundation that with each each three he makes you know uh, they get a dollar amount so once say it's a thousand dollars for each three so So, he went 46.5%, which is pretty good from three. Very good. And 72.7% from the free throw line. So, Julius Randle uh, helping these Knicks soar in the standings. Right now, they're amongst the top five. And uh, things are looking up for the Knicks, which I'm happy to report. (laughs) So, so, that's your players of the week for week 20. Then, you go to week 21, your players of the week, Dermontis Sabonis and Joel Embiid. Sabonis for the Kings, the Kings have been such a great story this year. They go 3-0 and for the week, and during the week, they beat the New Orleans Pelicans. They beat the New York Knicks, the Surging Knicks, they beat them. And then they get a win at Phoenix. So, And his average for the week, 20 points, 10.7 rebounds, and 8.3 assists. He shoots at nearly 58% from the field and 71.4% from the free throw line. So, DeMontis Sabonis with tremendous all-around play helping that. Kings team, that's going to be a problem in the playoffs guys, that's for sure, so, and then you have Joel Embiid, who's in a lot of people's eyes, including mine, he is MVP caliber right now uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers, his team went 4-0, two road wins over Indiana and Minnesota. And then two home wins against Portland and Washington. Here's his numbers for the week. 38.5 points per game. Nearly seven rebounds. Uh, 3.7 assists. 2.8 blocks. And a steal and a half for Embiid. Shooting from the field, 62%. He only shot 10 threes in those 10 games. I mean, not the 10 games, in the four games. Uh, and he made five, so he hit half of his uh, three-point attempts, which is very good. And shooting it nearly 88% from the free throw line. So Joel Embiid continues to carry this Sixer team. And I tell you what, they're they're very much formidable amongst those top three in the east. So so those are your players of the week, guys. So what we'll do from here we'll do these top stories and then we'll uh and then that's the way that'll go. So of course the number one story in the NBA is the job morant situation. I've heard a lot of people weigh in on it. From the likes of Stephen A. Smith, from the likes of Jay Williams, Michael Wilbon, uh, all all sorts of others as well. I'll get to I'll get to that later. So So here's what happened with Ja Moran. March fourth, a game right after playing the Denver Nuggets and losing a tough game to them he goes out out to a gentleman's club a, aka a strip club called shotgun willies It's in glendale colorado while at the club he goes on instagram live i tell you guys social media man is <laughs> a blessing and a curse guys i tell you but anyway he goes on instagram live and on there, you know, he's, you know, uh, you know, you know, being uh, <laughs> a little extra, as the young folks would say, and then he shows a gun on the, on the IG live. So, and of course, that's gonna raise alarms all over from the. Colorado police the Glendale police to the NBA so you got both entities investigating the situation now for the NBA this is their second invest investigation of him the first being when his close friend Devontae Pack he gets escorted out of the Indiana Pacers arena And he is therefore banned for a year for pointing a red dot at the Indiana Pacer bench. So, so, um, yeah, so this is a situation here with one of Jaws' boys gets called out for it, and then also, uh, separately, of course, he and Pac. Are part of a civil lawsuit um, that was brought against them by a 17-year-old who said they that uh, they both assaulted him, but the case got dismissed because of insufficient evidence. So, so already you got these few things that's happening in terms of John ja Moran and his situation there. So compound that onto What has taken place at this strip club. So with that. With all that in the mix. uh, Of course the endorsement deals are going to. The endorsers are going to start questioning themselves. So someone like a power aide who just signed him. Are now pulling that deal. Putting it to the side pretty much. Until uh, things you know investigations are done and uh seeing what the landscape is from there nike though is still standing by him um they they're in a waiting pattern as well to see what's uh going on you know he has a shoe deal with them so and in fact the uh, shoe just came out was dropped recently so so with that said first announcement by the Memphis Grizzlies organization said he was out for two games. Then another announcement, he's out for the next four games. And then the latest news is that he's in a counseling uh, facility in Florida and is now out indefinitely. And now I got the latest word that uh, it's gonna be a eight game suspension so um, so the NBA concluded along with the Glendale police uh, they couldn't determine if it was his gun or not so um, so their findings were inconc- inconclusive and then the NBA as well once they got that report, they said you know what? Uh, we won't go any further either, but what we will do is tack on an additional two games to the six that he missed. So, so basically he's doing time served. So it's the equivalent of an eight game suspension. So, so, so he's now eligible to return to the court on March 20th. So, um, and now prior to this incident, Taylor Jenkins said he had talks with Ja prior to this, you know to what went on in um, out there in Colorado. So he's talked to him then. Then you had teammate Stephen Adams. He had a player's only meeting after the Denver game, in fact, after they lost in Denver. And still, Jaw went out and did this. So then you got a faction of people who want to blame um, T. Morant. They his his uh, his dad. Here's what they say: Oh, if he was better father to him and not a fanboy or what have you, um, maybe this wouldn't happen. Let's pump the brakes on that because. Make no mistake about it. He has two parents. He has two parents. But he's a twenty-three year old with a young daughter. So this is a grown man, pretty much. I mean, he's still a kid at heart, but he's a young man now with responsibilities. So And who's to say T Morant isn't this? strict father because all all the incidents that has happened with uh John Moran if you take a closer look they happen on the road they happen to have happen on the road whereas the father is usually at the home games so who's to say you know when, when his father's around he's acting right when his father isn't around then he's kind of you know doing his own thing so and then and then i actually saw a video of this and i it came to my attention that uh, what the nba did right around a little after the uh, guys were drafted in the draft that he was in they had like this sit down symposium with nba fathers you know players new to the nba as well as uh, play, uh, players that's been in the league their fathers they had kind of a round table and T. Morant actually posed the question to I believe it was Chris Paul's father of how how to be a dad to a now famous son you know, who's now coming to all these riches and there was a question from an honest place Because that is a transition for a parent to go to have now have this child who can, you know, who's got all this money now. So, but what I thought Chris Paul's father said to him was poignant. He basically advised him regardless of the situation, you know, him coming into all these riches and so forth, you are still his dad. I thought that was very striking for him to say that. So with that said, I I grant T Morant grace in that he's probably as being the father to him that he needs to be. I'm not gonna question that. Who am I to question that? But again, these incidents happen on the road, so you know it the, I equate it to Jaw letting off steam. My parents ain't around, so I can kind of do my thing. So so I'm not going to sit here and criticize the man as a parent. He loves his son. He's at the games and so forth. Now, here's what I will say. Uh, now, do you want... And it, it's funny, this dichotomy here. You it, Now, is T. Moran two hands off? I say no. But, you had a problem with Lavar Ball being two hands-on. The father of both uh, Lonzo and LaMelo Ball. And remember, Leangelo got into that trouble when he went overseas and so forth. Then you want to blame LeVar for that. So, you, what I'm saying guys, you can't have it both ways. You can't on one hand say LeVar Ball who... I'm not a lover of boy I think just think he's extra with stuff but that's my own hang up but <laughs> but I will defend him on this the, the man is hands on outside of that little incident that happened overseas that again this is a 18 year old young man who did that at the time outside of that you have not heard a peep about Lonzo, LaMelo Ball, everything has been on the court. So, so give the man his credit in that regard. That these boys are come to play. They're totally into what's happening on the court and so forth. So, you can't on one hand say, LaVar Ball is two hands on. And then come around and say, T. Moran is two hands off. You can't do it that way. So, um... So I'm not gonna cast any aspersions on T. Morant. I believe he's doing what he's doing as a father. I believe this is just John Morant going out there doing his thing without the parents around and so forth. So, and now to the issue of the old heads giving them advice. I've heard you know Shannon Sharp, um called Stephen A. Smith pointing to Allen Iverson as someone who's gone down this road. He's one of the persons who took uh, T. Moran to task. Jalen Rose, I love what Jalen Rose had to say right after the incident. Michael Wilbon, and then the ridiculous notion of Paul Pierce, who should be the last person giving out advice with what he did going on Instagram Live, but that's a story for another day. But I like what Jalen Rose said so much so that I think John and his people liked it too. So what happened was John Moran had a sit down with Jalen Rose. So Jalen Rose now reaches uncle status kind of like Shannon Sharp there. So since many people call Shannon Sharp Unc. So he sits across from Jalen Rose and he you know, he admits to what he's done and so forth, the counseling he got and so forth. So so um he seems very contrite about it. He seems willing to pick up and learn from those mistakes and so forth. So so hey, yeah, I'll take him at his word. I'll take him at his word. Now there's some people today saying that Oh, he was in the rehab center for too short a time or so forth. Here's my question to them. Do you really think the counseling is over for him? Who's to say he didn't get counseling set up for him back home in Memphis? Who's to say he's not settled with a therapist to talk to them, you know, maybe on a daily basis? Who's to say that? So... For those to say, oh, it was a rush process and so forth. And I heard um, Shannon Sharp say this. The, the, best, the best remedy for this, I'm kind of para- paraphrasing, is change behavior. Now, does Joss Morant's behavior change from here to now? We'll see what happens. So... Will we get a more mature, more focused job Moran coming out of this? We'll see. The jury's out. But here's why I will say. Your boys. I understand. I understand. Trust me. But I grew up in a time where if your, if your boy is doing the right thing and he's doing him and you still enter your own foolishness. You kind of like. You know what? What I'm doing really doesn't resonate with what my man is doing here. He's out there in the NBA. He's the face of it. You know, uh, he's a prominent face in the NBA. Maybe I should fall back and let him be him. You know, it doesn't change us as boys. It's just we want your light to shine. And if what I'm doing is making that light dim, I'll fall back. That's the way I grew up, so to say these guys will do that, I don't know, but that's kind of where I put the onus on and on Jar himself, he knows he has to do better, he knows that, so he sees was at stake he's you know he has a young daughter he's raising, so uh I expect change behavior that's what I'm expecting so. So, that, guys, is pretty much my take on the John Moran situation. So, come uh, March 20th, we'll see what happens from there. Will he take the court on that Monday? We'll see. So, So, that's my take on the whole Josh situation. So, let's move on to the next news item. Next news item, injury updates. And here's a few of them, guys. So, I talked earlier about Kevin Durant. He made his debut uh, against the Charlotte Hornets uh, back on, was it March? Yeah, it was March. I want to say it was March 1st. So he made his debut. Uh, in that debut game, He had they played on 27 minutes. He had 23 points. Six rebounds, two blocks, and two assists. So, right away, see the thing with with Kevin Durant, you could plug him into any situation. The man's gonna find a way to score. So and blend in. So, so, so. With that said, he played. Ended up playing three games. The three games I mentioned when I talked about uh, Devin Booker. In those three games, he averaged. Thirty-two point seven points per game. No, no. I'm sorry. That's that's the minutes. Thirty-two point seven minutes. Twenty-six point seven points. He had three point seven assists and seven point three rebounds. He shot it. (laughs) He's ridiculous. Nearly seventy percent from the field, guys. Along with uh, nearly. 54% from three, and over 88% from the free throw line. So, you're talking numbers like this. The guy is going to flourish in this offense. That's just clear. Now, here's the bad news, guys. We're talking about injuries. He injures his ankle in warm-ups right before his home debut against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, now with That injury, the ankle injury, he's going to be out at least three weeks. So, tough blow for Phoenix, who just got him back. So, um, this definitely puts a hamper on their playoff aspirations. Will it totally derail it? That remains to be seen. But, they look good with him. I'm not going to lie there. They look good with him. So, uh, we'll see what happens but and then the Phoenix organization said you know if it was playoff time he'd be out there playing so it seems like they're throwing ca- they're being cautious in this situation so we'll see what happens but I am a believer in chemistry and all that being um, in effect. Especially come playoff time, so we'll see what happens with Phoenix. So uh, I wouldn't exactly throw dirt on them in terms of title, you know, chances, but this definitely doesn't help. So, so let's move on. Steph Curry he returns back from missing eleven games, and he makes his return versus uh, the Lakers. He does it on a Sunday, and in that game, he plays for 32 minutes, 27 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists rather, 2 rebounds. But they do lose to L.A. But Steph is back, so all is right with the world for Golden State. So. Then you have Ken, Ken Rich Williams of the Oklahoma City Thunder he's going to be out the rest of the season with a wrist injury so, so, he's, so he's out for the season now for the Oklahoma City Thunder then you have Jonathan Isaac, such an unfortunate situation um, Jonathan Isaac who just recently came back uh, from missing two seasons with a knee injury now he has a torn abductor abductor muscles so he's out for the rest of the season he only played in 11 games guys so jonathan isaac what happens to him going forward i'm not sure of his contract situation but um i'm willing to go out on a limb here and say orlando's probably gonna you know kind of cut bait with him um because these are a lot of injuries to overcome, so um, we'll see what happened with Jonathan Isaac. I hope he, to see him back in the NBA because he is a talent. It's just a matter of him getting healthy. So Brandon Clark for the Memphis Grizzlies, he's out for the rest of the season with an Achilles tear. Now, you know, you couple that with what's going on with Ja, and that's definitely not good news. For the Memphis Grizzlies. And then. More news on Stephen Adams. Who's been out for a few weeks himself. Now he's out for more weeks. Because of that spring PCL. That he suffered. So so that puts him probably in line. To return for the playoffs. So. So. You talk about two ma- major pieces guys. And of course. John Morant not being there. So. The team definitely needs to hold hold water until Ja gets back. Jalen Brunson for the New York Knicks. He's been out for the last three games with a foot injury. He suffered that in a game versus wanna say it was the first road game against Sacramento. So uh so yeah, so So, he's been out for the past three games. He could be ready for the Denver game that's coming up on March 18th. So, we'll see what happens there. Um, Knicks have held their own without him. But, of course, you want your floor general back. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly has been playing out of his mind. But, of course, you want Jalen back. And you want Quickly uh fortifying that bench that's been playing pretty well so especially with the addition of josh hart zion williamson for the new orleans pelicans he's going to be out at least two more weeks with that hamstring remember he's been out for a while he missed the all-star game so zion williamson um still two more weeks away and then we'll evaluate and see what happens there Mo Bamba, who the L.A. Lakers acquired at the trade deadline, he's going to be out for at least four weeks with a high ankle sprain. So, tough blow for them. So, come whether they're in the play-in or among the top six, which is, you know, they got an outside chance at that, um, Mo Bamba will probably be back for wherever they end up, whether it's playing or playoffs. So, Luka Doncic, for the Dallas Mavericks, he stayed a day with a thigh injury that he suffered in a game against the New Orleans Pelicans on March 8th. And he's missed two games so far, so that's the situation. It, they kind of dodged the bullets, so to speak, uh, the Mavericks did. Concerning this injury so it's not as serious but this they're still taking it day by day so and then the last bit of injury news Carl Anthony Towns he could come back before season's in he's been out with that calf injury that he suffered early um back I want to say back in January so um there's a chance of him coming back so we'll see what happens there so So, that's all the injury news, guys. Let's move on to player signings. Uh, Player signings, Goran Dragic. He is now with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So, it's another guard added to the mix there. Along with Miles Leonard, who was signed to a 10-day contract. Then a second one, and then now they're just going to keep him. So, Miles Leonard... Uh, joining the Milwaukee Bucks to fortify that bench there both Drogage and Myers Leonard So, and then in Utah Chris Dunn a uh, name that we haven't heard in a while uh, I've always equated Chris Dunn to kind of a poor man's Raj- Rajon Rondo I mean the, the man can pass he can uh, pl- you know, definitely get steals but his issue has always been shooting, so uh, but he's he's now with the Utah Jazz and he's really taking advantage of his opportunities there with the injuries to Colin Sexton and to Jordan Clark so Chris Dunn with Utah and playing well for them um, in fact, guys, if you have have like a one of those Injury reserve, listen, you got guys like job Moran out. You got guys like Kyrie Irving, who's, he's been injured as of late. Maybe you want to grab a Chris Dunn if he's on the waiver wire. Because he, you know, at least you'll get the assists, You'll get the steals and rebounds, of course. So, he, so, Chris Dunn, someone to consider for fantasy basketball. And, So, that's your player signings, guys. Let's move on to Milestones. And then I'll probably cut it off from there. Because uh, I got a few more issues on the table. But um, some of them I want to talk at length about. So, let's talk about Milestones right quick. And then we'll cut it off there. Kevin Durant, who we talked about previously... He passes Oscar Robinson for 13th among career points scored. So Kevin Durant still climbing up the charts in that regard. Next on the list in his eyesights, Hakeem Olajuwon at 12. So so we'll see if uh, KD can pass Degree Hakeem Olajuwon. Russell Westbrook, he passes Isaiah Thomas for 9th. On the career assist list. So. Russell Russell Westbrook. Continuing to. Do Russell Westbrook type things. When it comes to assists. Next on the list for him to pass. He's in the top 10 now. So. Next on the list for him. Is Oscar Robinson. At, at 8. So. Um, who. Who. He sat across from and, you know, they talked about triple doubles and so forth. So someone that Russell Westbrook really admires, he can pass his idol um, for eighth eighth place uh, as he continues on. Mike Brown joins Rick Adelman. I couldn't believe this this uh, (laughs) this one, guys. Mike Brown joins Rick Adelman as the only coaches for the Sacramento Kings with at least 40 wins in a season. Ah that's that's amazing. Now Sacramento remember they moved from Kansas City previously before that. They were in oh they're kind of in Kansas City, Omaha before that. They were in Cincinnati. So they've been in Sacramento for the for the past uh, 20, 38 years now, so yeah, so um, whew. so 38 years, man, and they've only had it's amazing, they only had two coaches past 40 wins in the season. 40 wins, guys, is nearly 500. That tells you ineptitude of the Sacramento Kings franchise but Mike Brown has them going in the right direction to me right now close all the books and everything else I believe he is the coach of the year Mike Brown is so that's my money's on him so and then the last bit of milestone news here Joel Embiid and James Harden are trying to to become the first duo since 1981-82 season with George Gervin and Johnny Moore to be the first duo to lead the league in scoring and assists. So it's been done six times, I believe, in NBA history. So Joel Embiid and James Harden looking to add to that history. So. Um, they could do that if and B continues to score at the Rady scoring as well as Harden with his assists. So, all right, guys, so I'm going to cut it off here. I still have more news to get to. We'll talk about some of the fines that's been levied. We'll talk about Paul Gasol. Uh, his jersey was retired, so we'll talk about that. I want to circle back to an issue concerning Dame Lillard. And his loyalty to Portland. Because there's been an article written recently. I want to address that. We'll talk about... (laughs) Is there bias in the MVP voting? We'll talk about that as well. It's Women's Month. So they had a game dedicated to... um, All-female crew there. We'll talk about that a bit. And we are in March Madness, guys. So... Let's, uh, let's we'll briefly talk about that. So, all right guys, so on the other side, we'll have all that discussion there. So, once again, I thank you for listening and as always, you could write your reviews on my website allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. I want, I'm on Apple now, guys. You can go to Apple Podcasts and find me there, write your reviews there. And then of course, the YouTube channel. All Things Basketball GD. You can like the video and also comment if you like as well. Alright guys, so I'm going to cut it off there. I'll talk to you on the other side. Alright, take care. So my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com You can also email me at that's sportsdougd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is sportsdougd at gmail.com. Also, on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast, and take care and be safe.